TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Two Guys at a Mic here on the TalkZone.com. Sometimes we like to call it a Residue Tuesday because uh, due to a one-hour sports show, we don't get to all the sporting events over the weekend. So uh, we'll pick up a little bit of the residue from the weekend that was big sports day yesterday. Lots to talk about, including a classic Monday night football game, a lot of college basketball and uh, baseball, surprisingly baseball in the news here on a mid-November uh, morning slash afternoon. Welcome again. Our phone number here on the thetalkzone.com. Two guys at a mic. It's 888-463-6748. 888 Strap yourself in. You're ready for a one-hour sports drive with the big dog and a coach. And please remember your seat cushion can be used as a flotation device. Speaking of seat cushions can be used as flotation devices, uh, as we quickly break from the sports news, and welcome in the big dog, Joe Radwanski. Apparently making major news, and I have a couple of friends who uh, I've gotten in an email battle with over there. I'm going to take one side of it, but uh, in the air, airlines, uh, apparently now, new security measures. And big dog, uh, one, I want to welcome you to the show, and two... I'm almost afraid to ask you, but how do you feel about the extended, more intensive pat-down that they're doing why, at the airport? Why would you be afraid to ask me? Well, you want me to give you ten reasons in condescending order or ascending order? Condescending. <laughs> we don't got time for that. It's a one-hour show. I think your past experience, uh, when I say afraid, I say it only in the, the most uh, entertaining of ways. Now, uh, you know, I really don't trust the TSA. It, it really is a joke of, of an organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I, I'm going to say something here that I know we're going to get both of you guys totally irate. But, uh, you know, why can't the individual – I know this is something nobody else – I haven't heard anybody else suggest this. So I think this is maybe a little bit off the wall. But why can't the individual uh, airlines actually do the searches? The individual – the actual airport. Uh-huh. When you can get into an airport with any of that stuff anyways, but in order to get through the area where you get on the plane, mm-hmm. why can't the actual airlines be the one who actually uh, uh, search the people? Ladies and gentlemen, Transportation Authority Joel Radwanski joining us here on today's show. Other, I've never said anything of the, of, of the store. So I'm kidding you. This is a real serious issue, though. This it's isn't not like that something... Su- yeah, I, I think people, I think part, We're talking part, about people's lives and also people's civil liberty. Well, I agree with you. The security is, but I think people's uh, civil people are getting a little bit too pardon upon touchy touchy with it. My uh, recommendation to those that are getting a little bit too anxious with the pat down and the full body screenings, we all it's it's not desirable, but it's a way of life. It's the current state. Welcome to uh, the world in which we live in now. Lighten up a little bit, and as I told one of my friends via email today, enjoy the ride. Oh, and have a good flight as well. Okay, well, um, well, the one thing that really bothers me about this is like when uh, that doesn't bother me. The fact that uh, you know we do live in a different society today. Yes. We do have to have security before people get on plane. Yeah. 
But this, these TSA people, when they say stuff like, well, this type of, this, uh, this, what do you call it? This, uh, technology has been around for 50 years and, uh, a bunch of other stuff. And there's no proof that it doesn't harm you because suppose it might. Okay. It, it takes pictures of everything on your body, That's basically your privates too. Diff- different aspect of it. The, uh, you're talking about the, uh, radiation you might get or something like that. That's, that's an angle uh-huh. I have not heard as much. Okay. And, uh, but when it, you know what it all comes down to, Coach, I'm off. I'm off track here. I'm sorry. You know, I have a short attention span. When you interrupt me, I get all messed up. But uh, it, it, it did. I'm just a little bit worried about the fact that uh, it's a government controlled thing. And if you, you know, how many people get through with stuff, anyways, and all of a sudden, like they're targeting nuns and they're targeting people that don't do anything. <laughs> Yet stuff gets through with these people all the freaking time. And they make a big deal out of people who don't want to get patted down by the opposite sex, mm-hmm. who don't want to go through the machine. It, to me, it's a total, total uh, cluster, you know what. And it's, it, this is a real serious issue to me. This isn't something that uh, I'm taking lately, hey, let's you know, joke about it. <laughs> I, I'm really confused when it, when it comes to this stuff because I do understand we don't want stuff getting on the plane. But the same organization who is getting all upset about this John Tyner guy, who, by the way, is a little bit of a DB, okay, just just let me throw that out there, <laughs> and, uh, about the fact that he didn't want to get patted down, didn't want to go through the, the, the screening thing. But they're letting people get through with stuff anyways. It, it's almost like they're trying to like be tough, being like, we're going we're gonna to search everybody, make sure everything's good. Well, that's nice, but you're, you're picking on this one dude who obviously didn't have anything on him while other stuff is getting through all the time. I, I don't trust governmental-run agencies, <laughs> ever, ever. So. Well, you realize why the airlines can't do it, because the cost. If they had to do their own searching at the gate for every single flight, you know how much it would cost to take a flight? Well, okay, well, David, who's paying for the, the way the search is done now? Your taxes. Okay, so people who and there's a, there's a flying. small and, and there's there is a, there is a small surcharge on every ticket bought. Oh, that's, they, that's, they, your, that's your so 9/11, you that. that's your nine eleven that's your 9/11 security fee that's on like every airplane. It, it, it's it's partial tax dollars, part uh, revenue from tickets sold. Okay, well I think we just we just solved it there because I'm sick of people who don't take advantage of stuff who always have to pay for stuff. I haven't flown in three and a half years. Yet my tax dollars are going to this. Why don't the people who are flying? Well, it, it, it comes out of Homeland Security, big dog. Comes out of Homeland Security. Which, oh yeah, and I'm sure all that money is being spent uh, appropriately too, because you know, <laughs> yeah, that's just a couple more hundreds of billions of dollars thrown at stuff that, isn't, uh, you know, who cares if ten billion comes up missing every now and then? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I, you if, know, if I would rather have ticket prices of point of, of, of what do you call it, of airline tickets go up, so the people who are actually flying pay for it, instead of people who aren't flying have to pay their tax dollars for it, and then the people who are flying complain that oh I got padded down. Well, you're the one that should be paying for it anyway. Yeah, Why should people who don't fly have to pay for these tax pay the tax dollars for it? I, I agree with that aspect of it. I do indeed from the financial standpoint, but I just still think people are getting way too. Uh, 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 sensitive about the whole body scan thing. And I understand different here's people. Here's what I'm mad, that the TSA sucks and they let too many things go through. So these people have a, they have a, uh, they shouldn't be getting all huffy, puffy, highfalutin about the fact that, oh, we did, we're going to send you back if you don't want to get padded out. Well, make sure you get everything. It's, uh, well, I don't know, Coach. You, you brought it up. 
Yeah, well, you're arguing on both sides a little bit now, because first I hear you talking about your civil liberties being no, 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 invaded, no, 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 and then, then you're talking about how it needs to be even more severe, be it the body scan or the pat-down. So I'm a little no, confused. No, 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 I, I, I didn't say they, – they, they said that this technology is 50 years old. They couldn't come up with something better than that in 50 years? Well, the full body scan technology is not 50 years old. It's about two days old. No, it's a little older than that, Coach. Well, they just it's, started it's, it's using it. It's pretty old, and they've been using this for a while, but finally it's been let known to the American public that, mm-hmm. that this is what they've been doing. Yeah. So and it's old, a lot older than two days old, a lot older as in, like, decades. Yeah, yeah and to everybody who's embarrassed about, you know, they might be seeing the full body scan, I, I got news for you. After about doing about 10 of those, about the first 20 minutes on the job, I think after that, it's probably a pretty monotonous, sickening job for the – well, sickening is the wrong word to do. But uh, the human body, big dog, in 96.5% of the case, not that much to look at anyways. And if you're doing it uh, eight hours a day, five or six days a week, I would think, again, after about the first half an hour, the thrill wears off or any uh, level of uh, even minutia of excitement. So anybody that's you know thinking, oh, you know, the person's looking at my body, they don't care. They're just you know looking. What, coach, maybe, maybe the people like you and me, we would be like that, okay? But the people like our former producer Kevin Swampratt Haran, yeah, I mean, he he'd be videotaping everything, slowing it down in slow motion. Oh, look no, at this! Stop it! Look stop at this one. It. Yeah, I mean, you're providing a little bit of humor now, but that's not true. Not true. So I, I just think it's a stage <laughs> we're going through. People are fighting it a little bit. And again, you know, I understand the whole civil liberties and things. No, no, no. I, I, like, let me repeat this. Yes, sir. I, there are civil liberties uh, issues, but if you're going to fly, yep. you better deal with it, is the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree. I'm upset yep. with the way the TSA is handling this stuff. Another governmental agency, by the way. It's just what they're a, getting all huffy-puffy about it when they can't even control their own home. They got a bunch of idiots letting stuff go through constantly, and it's funny as they're picking on well, the wrong. Well, you could say idiots for letting stuff go through. Not that hard. I mean, how many flights are going on per day out of how many airports we have? It's it's not an easy well, job to to you know confiscate and find and figure out where every potential illegal object, be it electronic or be it a knife or whatever. So it's not. How come I'm always picked out then? Well, every single time I fly, they pick me. They pull me aside every time. I'm not talking about, oh, it happens It happens a lot to me. You should ask my ex-wife. She's like, yeah, we got to make sure we go at least 15 minutes early because they're mm-hmm. going to search you. It, it, was, it was. I'm not kidding, Coach. Every single time I get pulled out. Hard to believe because you are a well-respected radio sports talk host in the community, so it's hard to believe that would not show up when they uh, type it into the computer. Well, I'm sure something shows up. They <laughs> pick me out every single time, Coach. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, the, like a guy that smells of hummus and falafel, <laughs> you know, right behind me, and he's reading right backwards. Through. Yeah. You know, it, it, that I'm guy, you know, he goes right through. I'm on. Come on in. Radwanski, yeah, step over here, sir. Yeah. yeah uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> All those Big, years of calling yourself a patriot, do whatever it takes for the country, well, that, that doesn't matter. We're going yeah. to have to search you again. By the way, would you bend over, please, Mr. Radwanski? <laughs> and remember to turn and cough. All right, they're just taking your temperature, Big Dog. Uh, all right, let us move on to the sports. Well, I had to bring that up as a uh, opening to the show. Big Dog and the coach, two guys in a mic, TalkZone.com. You want to comment on that? We jump off the sports page on a regular basis on this show, and you are welcome to uh, take the leap with us, if you will, at 888-463-6748. You can always make your comments via email, Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number 2, mike 2 Guys, AOL.com. Big dog, I missed the game. Monday Night Football, apparently a classic last night. Philadelphia at Washington. At Washington, and they absolutely, 
Well, was the word embarrassed fair to use in this case for the Eagles? Embarrassed would be, I think, more humiliated. How about that? Is that even a better word? Even better. Okay, because how often do you see NFL history, Coach? In in the first quarter of that game, it was the first time ever in the history of the NFL the road team was up 48 to nothing in the history of the NFL. It was the first time in the history of the NFL that the road team had 45 points at halftime. Wow. I mean, when you start talking the history of the NFL, that's, yep. that's big time. Big time. Wonder, so, did they, did they, uh, I didn't see the game. Did they pan the camera up in the, uh, upper crust press box of one Daniel multi-million dollar Snyder and get his reaction at all? Multi-million. Multi-billion? Yeah, exactly. He just decreases value by, uh, 999%. Uh, no, I, I actually didn't see it. I, okay. I was going back and forth between that and, uh, America before Columbus on, uh, <laughs> On the <laughs> on National Geographic, I love it. They yeah, kept, they, the, the America Bowl for that was a good one, by the way. It was actually they showed the Americas it, in 1491. It was some pretty interesting did stuff. Did Columbus but, get patted down before he boarded the boat? Uh, as a matter of fact, he came in and he patted down. Really, the traveler was the one patting down the Native Americans. Security. Yes, David. They uh, they didn't flash up to Snyder at all, but they kept flashing to McNabb on the sidelines. Yeah. That's that's who they would and that, what get was the his, reaction shots. What was his reaction? He's looking up at the scoreboard. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, his eyes were rolling like a like a <laughs> a slot machine. Yeah. The way the scoreboard was going up yesterday. It to be yeah. fair, Big Dog Donovan McNabb uh, had a very good relationship. Uh, I think starting quarterback with both Michael Vick, who was kind of like the H back last year. They're, they're, they're really close friends. The yeah. first thing Michael Vick said after the game was, "I want to thank Donovan McNabb." Yeah. So there, there's no controversy there. Same thing with Kevin Cobb, the guy that uh, wasn't supposed to be Vic. It was supposed to be Kevin Cobb that they were going to, uh, you know, send Donovan McNabb away so Kevin Cobb can finally have his chance. Yeah, yeah, so he's got a good relationship well, with well, that. You of all people picked Kevin Cobb to be their starter this year when he's yes. the king of dink and duck. I don't know. Kevin Cobb, very Oh, no, win- Coach, he, he doesn't throw the ball further than five yards down the field. Sure he does. I'm positive about it. He does not. Legitimately, and that's what you of all people. That's why I laughed when you picked, when you were like, "Oh, he's going to lead the Eagles to the promised land this year." <laughs> I'm well, sorry, coach. You're the king of the mid-range throw. So. He's got some pretty good uh, stats for a dink and a ducker, but I'll take your word for it. You've seen more Philadelphia Eagle artwork than I have. But uh, apparently, McNabb did sign the contract before the game extension on the contract and said a few words, which uh, you know, talking about they made a mistake. So the uh, Eagles used that as a little bit of inspiration, and boy. At Washington, I, did you see the first quarter, Big Dog? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched. Uh, as a matter of fact, well, I watched basically most of the first half, and then after that, I, I started changing the channel more than not. Uh, but the first play of the game, an 88-yard touchdown pass from Michael Vick, and, and what a throw it was! And it, you know, the two deep supposed to stop uh, the, the long bomb ball. If he can throw the ball, it was 70 yards down the field, and it was on an angle. So he threw the ball in the air anywhere from like 78 to. To 81 yards. Wow. Off of uh, I, you, the two deep can't stop that. Okay, that is unbelievable. Was, was it off of play action or do they go straight? Drop? It, yeah, basically what he did was he faked the sprint draw okay. to the right. Yep. Okay. And then he rolled to his left. Mm-hmm. And they had a tight end on Brian Arakbo, who's like one of the best rushing ends in all of in all of the NFL. And the, the, the running, the tight end was able to block him. That was the key to the play. Let's not forget the, the blockers on the play. And then he, he set up on the five and just launched the ball 
that it was in the air for about like about ten seconds, and Deshaun Jackson ran underneath it, and uh, he threw him open. I love that quote because uh, <laughs> the, he threw it to an area where he saw where the guy was trailing him, yeah. so he threw it way out in front of him and just let him. And Deshaun Jackson, who top five speed guy in the NFL, one of the five fastest guys in the league, I bet you, if not maybe top ten, definitely mm-hmm. ran underneath it and scored his 11th touchdown of 50 yards or more uh, in his NFL career, which is only three years old. And that was the first play of the game. Yeah, yeah first play, Coach. So apparently the Redskins, instead of the too deep defense, they were playing the not deep enough defense. And then, I, they, I, then they got really deep into it because they were down 45-14 to 14 at halftime. 45 points in the first half. Wow. And, again, the beautiful thing was it was at – Washington, so the Eagles uh, shut them up. And don't forget, Big Dog, I know you're all excited about your beloved Bear taking on the Dolphin on Thursday, but Sunday, week from Sunday, those Philadelphia Eagles, Michael Vick and company, will come stomping into Soldier Field for what could be a uh, a classic is a little bit much, but uh, could be one of the better regular season NFL games of the year. The Bears versus the, the Eagles? That would be the game. Well, you know, I'll give you this. The, the, the Bears have a pretty fast defense. And they play zone, which will give, well, obviously, the, the, the two deep didn't really affect Michael Vick too much on the first play of the game yesterday. But typically, zone defense and really, really fast defenses mm-hmm. give Michael Vick trouble. But the new Michael Vick, I don't know how to stop the new one, Coach. I had a bad nightmare last night anticipating that game. I'm trying to get tickets for that game, Big Dog, and I should have got them yesterday because how much. Now they just went up, they just doubled in price. Yes, I was just going to say, via StubHub, after yesterday's game, I don't know about doubled, but they're going to go significantly up. But the nightmare I had was Chicago Bear defensive tackle Anthony Adams chasing uh, Michael Vick around in the pocket. Uh, that doesn't, you can't consider somebody a chase when he takes one step and the other guy <laughs> sees you and leaves. That's not a chase anymore. Okay. That's, 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 that's not even chase. Uh, Coach, yesterday's game could be explained nothing more but historic. Really. Uh, How often – I mean, the ratings didn't go down during the second half of that game. People were watching it to see what else the kid was going to do. I have never seen an improvement in a player as much as Michael Vick has right now. He went from a guy that was totally talented and would make unbelievable plays to right now – I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but he – could be. He could be the best quarterback in the NFL coach. He's a, if he continues to play like this, he would be the best quarterback in the NFL. Right now, halfway through the season, if they took uh, NFL MVP votes, Michael Vick would be top 10, maybe top 5. But he might win it, coach. Yeah. And again, this is a guy that was not a starter at the beginning of the season. Who would have mm-hmm. thunk it? It's similar to Denard Robinson, a Michigan Heisman Trophy candidate, who nobody or very few people even knew about at the beginning of the season. Obviously, Michael Vick we knew about, but we didn't expect him to come up with that much impact. Big Dog, do you think more NFL teams will um, send maybe a couple of players to prison for a year, year and a half? And based on what's happened to Michael Vick, uh, apparently it, it works well for your NFL career. Uh, heck yeah, because, you know, jokingly, it's funny that you said that, I mentioned yesterday, I was like, you know, Michael Vick has done more for Plaxico Burris. Yes. Because all of a sudden, people know when Plaxico Burris goes in front of a general manager and a head coach and was like, I learned my lesson. Yeah. I'm never going to be stupid again. All mm-hmm. I want to do is be the best football player I possibly can and salvage my career. So they're like, hmm, do you have any examples of somebody who said that before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy in Philadelphia who is the, maybe the best player in the league right now. That's a great point. 
Great so, point. You would think, uh, you know, NFL before Michael Vick, uh, you know, he'd been in jail that long. I don't know if he's going to have the same edge. He might have lost it. But, uh, yeah, in real terms of dollars, uh, at least a zero, maybe a couple of zeros on the tail end of Plaxico Burris' first contract, courtesy of Michael Vick. Yeah, and, and okay, and I don't really consider, unless you're, I mean, if you're a game-breaker at any position, this is included, okay, but if you're a decent player at quarterback, defensive end, or corner, and running back, I'll put that as the fourth position, they will give you a shot no matter what happens. Let's face it, Coach. Yep. If, if you can cover people or if you can rush the quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much anything yep. would do. But I'm trying to think of Jeremy Stevens, that tight end who got busted with, with weed and was released by the Seattle Seahawks. Forget about it. He wasn't it. a game changer. He'll nope. never get another shot in yep. the NFL again because that was his second stupid mistake. Let so that be a lesson. Gone. All the young offensive linemen out there, if you're an inside linebacker, if you're a tight end, stay in school. Don't yeah, get in trouble. Did, yeah. Stay out of trouble because uh, – you know, a linebacker, a tight end, an offensive lineman, you get sent away to prison, you'll never be heard from again. A wide hey, receiver? Unless you're, unless you're Ray Lewis. You know what I wow. mean? Unless you're There's the an cream de la creme. Yeah. Okay, you're you're not going to get another chance. Yeah. It's the truth. But, like, if you play cornerback, they will let you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what did you do? You, you said you didn't do it. Wrongly convicted. All right, you can cover somebody. That will give you another chance. That guy's not a bad player, by the way. Have you seen him play for uh, University of Hawaii this year, inside linebacker? Extreme de la creme? No, I thought he, I thought he was playing for Valparaiso, the French. No, no, no. Plays for Hawaii, outside linebacker, good lateral movement, nice closing speed, struggles in deep coverage, but he's a uh, sleeper NFL prospect. Extreme, De La Creme. Catch him now at a Hawaii football game near you. Is he is he, is he related to Prince De La Creme? <laughs> no, but he is related to uh, Ponce De Leon, the famous uh, discoverer. Oh, so he's Spanish. He's yeah. Spanish. I, I just assumed he was French with a name yeah. like De La Creme. I always loved Ponce de Leon, one of my favorite guys in uh, in my young and somewhat star-studded social studies career. I enjoyed oh, yeah, the yeah. work. Ponce de Leon was a was a pretty good explorer. Yep. Now you know, I, I I liked him much more than Columbus. Those guys that went to the Pacific. Yep. I always liked him much much more. Now I'm a little bit of a sadist. You know, and, and I know if I say this out there, a lot of people in the Americas <laughs> will hate me. But I, I was a big Cortez fan. <laughs> I always thought more, kind of like how people are Darth Vader fans. We know they're bad, but the yeah. story is just so intriguing. You got to love Cortez. I always thought Cortez was a bit overrated in the world. Overrated, of, coach. In the world of discoverers and adventurers. Now, now, what, what are you talking about? He, that guy <laughs> actually went inland. Ponce de Leon. I mean, he he's the guy who wore the cape. Yeah. It was the white one. He came home. Everybody kissed a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, but when Cortez came home, everybody was kissing a ring. If you know what I'm talking about, coach. <laughs> What did he get after that? When he after he came home, did he get like a no cut contract, five year extension? Well, considering he brought home like five hundred tons of gold from yeah. uh, South America, I would yeah that he got the no cut contract, yeah. coach. Now, how about Lewis and Clark? Because to me, when you talk discoverers, you talk adventures, you talk great Americans of all time. To me, highly underrated in that category, Lewis. And Clark, two of the best that ever lived. A big thing. So without question, Coach, you know, yeah. you got to thank Thomas Jefferson uh, for that. And Sacagawea going with him. Yes. Seriously. Not only did they pick out a translator, well, she... they picked out a hot one. Okay. <laughs> she didn't go, Let's, she didn't go with him. Pocahontas. I will take a Sacagawea over a Pocahontas any day. Did Sacagawea go with them, or was she picked up along the way? She actually just pointed everything out to him. They didn't discover anything. That's yeah, that's true. a good point. Yes, yeah, she that's knew true. it all. 
And and then all of a sudden we came back and they were like, hey, Lewis and Clark discovered all that. And then Sacagawea was no, like, what are you talking about? No, and then they, wait, now this, don't start this in Lewis and Clark. I'm all, I'm all with you on Sacagawea. A lovely, lovely, huh? It's just funny how the white man says they discover stuff when the Native Americans had been there well, for okay. thousands of years is right. what David and I are talking about. From now on, I'm going to call it Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea. Sacagawea. Who? Sacagawea. God bless you. By the way, you know, <laughs> she saved the papers. They had written down all the maps. Yes. They had written down all kinds of stuff, and, and they were basically done with the expedition. And they were somewhere way, way west on the Colorado River, and the canoe tipped over. And this girl, in her, tr- risking her own life, jumped in, grabbed the booklets, and like, and basically swam to shore and saved all the findings and all like the maps and everything that they had done throughout the expedition. It's impressive. So I'm going to go with Sacagawea as okay. uh, more important. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm more impressed with you because we've thrown uh, three completely separate categories at you, and I would defy any sports talk host to handle the three as well as Big Dog has. Uh, today, we threw a little transportation security situation at airports, pat-downs, etc. You aced the test on that particular one. Monday Night Football, you were all over it, analyzing, breaking down the history. History made yesterday in NFL football, and then, boom, we transition into great discoverers of the world, and you give us a Cortez, and you give us a Sacagulio. Big Dog, your um, vastness of knowledge never ceases to amaze me, my friend. I, I, I appreciate it. Since this is where sports show, I'll go back into it. Michael Vick was only the second player in NFL history to have 300 yards passing, yep. throw four touchdowns, and run for two. Wow. And he became the first one to ever do all that and also have 50 yards rushing also. Mm. The first one ever. So that was nobody has ever done what Michael Vick did yesterday in the game. Pretty impressive. There you go. Would you want me to wrap anything else up? Pretty impressive. I'm just a little disappointed. I was watching uh, reruns of Chuck and Castle last night and completely forgot about Monday Night Football. I don't typically watch Monday Night Football, but apparently uh, I need to start watching because I missed a classic What's yesterday. Chuck and Castle, Coach. What are they? Yeah. Well, a couple of shows that the family watches. All oh, right. okay. Eagles okay, yeah, 59, yeah. Redskins 28. You saw that game. You want to talk about it as the big dog, so... uh so brilliantly put, history was made in a number of ways. Michael Vick, phenomenal game. Give us a call if you want to talk about that one. 888-463-6748. If you're a, uh airplane traveler and you've been patted down, you didn't like the pat down, or you enjoyed the full body scan, we've been talking about that, give us a call as well. We'll take a quick break. David Olson, a man who uh, you don't even want to think about giving a pat down to, he will slap you silly. On the other side of the glass, our fine producer. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute, Big Dog, the coach. And you, the fine listener, back in a second. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com right, welcome back to the talkzone.com uh, big dog during the break there was a vicious rumor being spread that uh, possibly 
just possibly that you might uh, once again be in studio tomorrow. Can you confirm and or deny those vicious rumors? Uh, I will definitely confirm them, and that is uh, especially if I can get a, a chauffeur to the studio. Oh, yeah. TalkZone.com will provide that. Okay. Not a Very problem good. at all. Very good. Not a problem. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, the big dog, if you're new to the show, lacking transportation, not able uh, very much to come in studio. So anytime we can get him in here in the live broadcast, it is a great thing. That is outstanding. We'll look forward to that. Uh, don't forget, every uh, 10 to 11, one hour a day, five days a week, it's the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic coming at you. Big dog, we're still recuperating from the weekend that was. we got a lot of football to talk about. Baseball, though, reared its... Um, well, not ugly head, but reared its head a little bit yesterday. We had a couple of things. We had the Rookie of the Year awards. I want your thoughts on that. We've got, uh, well, a little bit of news over the weekend with the Chicago Cubs, Tom Ricketts, and the city of Chicago. We've got Ryan Sandberg taking a job as a AAA manager, and Clint Hurdle taking over as the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you, If Clint is listening, and he might be, brand-new manager for the Pirates, Big Dog, what encouraging words. Could you give Mr. Hurdle? Just three. Just three words, Coach. And that would be duck and cover. <laughs> I said encouraging words. Those yeah, are helpful. Possible. Those are oh, helpful. Yeah. But nine. Those are helpful. The encouraging yeah. words, I'd just be like, uh, uh, well, hopefully you're not one that actually wants a winning percentage that's actually winning. Mm-hmm. So. All right. On the other hand, you know, no pressure. Anything oh, you do, if you can, you know, reach 500, that's a win. So from that aspect, and hey, there's only 32 <laughs> managerial jobs out there. He's got one of those 32. He's been around the block before too, Clint Hurdle. He's no young guy. Yeah, there's 30 teams in Major League Baseball, coach. So. I thought there was... I, I would have to say the Iowa Cubs is almost like a Major League team. Are you sure there's not 32? I'm 100% positive there's 30 Major League Baseball teams. <laughs> By the way, David Olson, our producer, reminded me that the winter baseball meetings are coming up down in Orlando, Florida, the hot stove, if you will, all the big trades and talks and general managers gathering together, groping each other, and occasionally having a couple of drinks and uh, putting trades together. Any chance, Big Dog, you will uh, be down in Orlando at the hot stove meetings reporting live for the uh, two guys in a mic show? Uh, I would be more than happy to do it. I just have to get comped. Not a problem. Really? Oh, yeah, we'll get you down there. All right, well, get me down there. I'll get you some interviews yeah. and stuff. Just uh, All right. now, I got a camera and I got a cameraman too, okay. so it'll work out. Now, Orlando's got a lot of temptations. No, so, are isn't. you are you disciplined enough to uh, stay on track, focus on the job, and not be taken in by the many distractions that Florida in the winter time can offer? There might be the fewest amount of temptations in Florida, in in, uh, in all of Florida in Orlando. Orlando is like a wholesome city, coach. Okay. So I would say if you start going a little bit south, you start going Tampa, then you start going Miami, then yeah, that's a little different. Okay. So as long as we can keep you within the Orlando City uh, borders, then all should be good. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. Because you know we worry about you, Big Doug. You know that. Don't send me east of Jacksonville either because all hell might break loose, don't you? <laughs> Your thoughts real quick on the Rookie of the Year awards. Neftali, is it Feliz? <laughs> How do you pronounce his last name? Is it Neftali Perez? Paris? I think it's Paris. Whatever. He's your American League Rookie of the Year. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Buster Posey wins the National League. I know you've said before, as good a crop of rookies as we've had in recent years. Yeah, it's funny that there's more guys that were contending for the National League Rookie of the Year throughout the whole entire year in both leagues 
than I can ever remember in my whole entire life. But I want to say this straight up. They got the two right guys. Yep. And that's just because of the whole postseason thing. Buster Posey is going to end up being a great, seriously, coach. I, I will be shocked if he doesn't end up in the Hall of Fame. That's how good the kid is. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot of pressure to put on him, yes, but I'm is. not sure he's listening. Neftali Perez had the greatest rookie season of any reliever in the history of the game. I don't know if he's going to end up being great. He throws 100 miles an hour, and he's got unbelievable stuff. But uh, these two definitely, without question, were the rookie of the years in their mm-hmm. league, Coach. There was um, some disagreement with the voters, particularly in the American League, Neftali Perez barely, barely being out of, beating out the Detroit Tigers uh, athletic center fielder, Mr. Austin Jackson. It was a close vote. You know what? Um, honestly, I, I, Austin Jackson put up really good numbers. He hit like 293, and he's like a gold glove caliber uh, mm-hmm. center fielder. And, yeah, he definitely is going to win some gold gloves. But there's just something. If you're a, I mean, if you take out Perez's numbers just as they are, you'd be like, oh, those are great numbers. You consider he's a closer on a team in a pennant race. Yep. He set the record for most days. Anybody really arguing that with you know, with any type of, uh, if they're doing a vehemently, are wrong. I mean, I understand Austin, Austin Jackson belongs on the all-rookie team, but there's no doubt Perez deserved the, the American League Rookie of the Year coach. Yep. Big day yesterday for both of them, and I would imagine Big Dog and Maternity Awards across America, uh, possibly even internationally, a lot of babies born yesterday, picking up the names either Neftali or Buster. Yeah, especially done in, in, in the Dominican. <laughs> uh, somewhere I bet you there's a Jewish baby being born with my, for a baseball fan that's going to have the name like Neftali Greenberg, which is not a bad look, actually, when you think about it. It rolls off the tongue, Coach. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, and any thoughts on uh, Tom Ricketts? We're getting some baseball minutiae out of the way here real quick, but uh, Tom Ricketts, the owner of the Chicago Cubs, trying to – not demand, but try and do, uh, persuade the city of Chicago to provide the money to redo Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, by the way, going to be the site of a big college football game this weekend. But uh, real quick, any thoughts on that one? It's created a bit of a stir. Um, I am sick and tired of hardworking Americans, Illinoisans, Chicagoans, Cook County residents paying for billionaires to get stuff done. Yep. Tom Ricketts. Go put your head in a hole. What a jerk. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, I'm I'm so sick of billionaires getting yeah. welfare. It's ridiculous. If you couldn't afford if you couldn't afford to actually update Wrigley Field yourself, why did you buy the team? Mm-hmm. Go away. Is all I have to say. That's ridiculous. Now, you've heard his explanation a little bit that it will be paid back. It won't be coming in the long run. It won't be coming out of the taxpayers' pay. It will be coming out of the uh the people that attend the games, the quote unquote entertainment tax it's a little bit complicated but he would tell you if he was here and i oh, speak so on behalf somebody, of tom ricketts if, so if somebody goes to see an opera they have to pay for the cubs uh I, field getting built i think it's just the cub cub ticket holders ticket okay that's fine. then i'm 100 percent behind that coach i'm sorry i didn't i, I have yeah. to admit i was told that they were just mm-hmm. trying to get cook county residents to, to pay for it well they are they sound a little dumb they but are. if it is just the Cubs and yeah. it's just the Cubs fans, you just got to know, oh, you're going to pay well, a dollar more per ticket to, or $2 yeah, more per but ticket. But on behalf of the Cubs fan, aren't they getting, oh, hold on, David Olson, the no, voice no, no, of no, reason? No. What, they want to be issued bonds to, to pay for the stadium, and the bonds will be paid back using the entertainment tax. Specifically 
Chicago Cub ticket patrons or entertainment across Every, the city that would of be Chicago? Everybody. That would be everybody. Oh, that's a problem. Okay, so that would be everybody, and that's why they've got the issue with it. Yeah. And then plus the fact that, you know, the entertainment tax from the Cubs tickets, which is used to pay for other things, would be specifically aimed towards this project. That's yep. why That's why they're saying, uh-uh. I mean, no, I, they're I, not saying, uh-uh, yet. They're saying they, they pause, but I haven't heard, uh-uh, yet. I'd like to my, hear, uh-uh, but right now we're hearing, well, maybe. And, and by well, the way, I, I heard, I heard, I heard uh, this morning, and I could look into this that both Daly and Quinn said no way. Oh, good, a definitive uh-uh. Because yeah, what I me, heard, let me Quinn, confirm that. All right, because I, you know, I don't want to throw uh-uhs around if they're not official uh-uhs. I, what I heard Quinn say is, uh, well, apparently I'm not that important because the Ricketts has never contacted me. Yeah, first and foremost, there shouldn't even be an entertainment tax for anybody. Yes, it's ridiculous that uh, we get taxed way. Cook County residents are the most taxed people on the planet, mm-hmm. on the planet, percentage-wise and numbers-wise, both ways. Well, we, you, we have to support those hardworking aldermen, big up. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> seriously, do you know how many people they have to pay off? Yeah. I hear you. I get this. I'm just. I, I get disgusted. No, about I'm, I'm with you. I don't like it either. I, you know, a couple that, of things Tom Ricketts has done and. Any of our fans out there, we talk a quick little baseball. We'll get back to the football front, the uh, stories at hand in just a second here, but a little baseball, a hot stove talk, if you will, in the middle of November, 888-463-6748. If any members of the Ricketts family are listening and they want to join the discussion, you're more than welcome to call, 888-463-6748. The phone number, but uh, big dog, very controversial, but I I think Tom Ricketts. It's, it's, It's extremely controversial to me, Coach. Yeah. I like some of the stuff that he's done. A, coming in and saying, no, we're not going to spend a ton of money on players. Sorry. We're going to cut back the budget. He's been honest about that. I appreciate that, and I think that's the right way to go. Quietly, we're going to build up the farm system. I actually like the fact he stuck with Jim Henry. So a couple of good things there, but I don't like the fact that one of the first things he did was raise ticket prices for the Cub fans, and stuff like that I thought was um, not his best public relations move, not his best reality move either. Well, you know that—that's his—that's his theme, and if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. I'm not oh, going to get all upset that. about. I'm not going to oh, get I upset am. about that. Him getting public funds to build his park—that stuff's going to bother me, Coach. That—that that bothers me a lot more than the other stuff because you know what? We have—we have, we have uh, the right as consumers to not buy Cub tickets if they're too expensive. So if he wants to raise them, that's his own choice. We don't have to go, okay? But this whole. The thing where we don't have a say over the fact where our money goes and oh, all of a sudden he's going to get 200, 300 million of it. That kind of stuff bothers me, coach. That's why, like when people rip Jerry Jones, oh, Jerry's world and all that stuff. All I know is this, he paid for the whole thing. He paid for it. Yep. Not the citizens of Texas, not the citizens of Irving or wherever the heck it is in Texas. He paid for it. That's why, I mean, we need more people like that. He didn't put the burden on the, the Texas, uh, uh, taxpayers. He put it on himself. That's why I won't ever rip Jerry Jones in and having that audacious, ridiculous stadium that he built. So, and Daly and Quinn both said no, they don't like it because Daly, okay. Daly said that he, you know, he likes the concept, but he's not going to agree to this and saddle his successor with this burden and put additional burden on the taxpayer. And Quinn said he's very skeptical of the whole thing. Wants mm-hmm. to put the whole thing under the microscope. He's like the state is has serious budgetary problems, and there are many more projects that are you know much more yeah. important than this. This is the same so, Pat Quinn who uh, said that he now has a mandate. To raise taxes 1% after getting 46% of the vote. 
Yeah, and Mayor St- Daley. Still no, but I, know, I mean, I'm, would you raise taxes a percent and a half to yeah. rebuild Wrigley Field? I don't yeah. think so. Well, so. Mayor Daley's against the big dog, but I would ask you, uh, what will Mayor Reverend James Meeks be? Will he support it or be against it? Because James Meeks, the Reverend, might be our next mayor of Chicago. Uh, it's going to be Danny Davis is going to be the next mayor of Chicago, Coach. Reverend Danny Davis or just regular He's not Danny? a reverend, just regular Alderman oh, okay. Danny Davis I'd, is going to be the next mayor of the city of Chicago. I'd prefer a reverend, but Danny Davis is not a bad second helping. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, hopefully pretty soon I'll be on his actual payroll to help get him elected. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not joking about this. I, I'm, I'm Job number seventy-two for Big Dog on the Danny Davis payroll. Yes, David. Well, well hoping- before we get off the Wrigley renovation, I think the, the, the simple solution would be for the Ricketts to finance it themselves, and once the renovation is done, they get a bigger chunk of the profits uh, than what the uh, state and uh, uh, city are getting. They mm-hmm. do. They get a bigger piece of the pie. Well. I think if the Bush tax cut goes through, you know, then the Ricketts family will have well, a little bit less. Hopefully it does. Maybe, we, yeah. it, maybe, maybe we should maybe we should connect the whole deal to the Bush tax cut and make it real complicated. Well, I, that we need to seriously. I, the last thing I need is people who can offer me a job to have less money in their pocket. <laughs> oh, it's really, coach. You're not the one that's looking for a job. I am. I understand. So I. I, I don't need any more people that can offer me jobs that have less money in their pocket. What so, position, in the, if Danny Davis gets elected mayor, what position will the big dog be? Uh, what, where, what area of executive branch will you be involved in in the city of no, Chicago? No, but just in the part of getting elected, like going around, interviewing people, getting the word out, doing oh, commercials, okay. that type of stuff. Okay. So. But if you do a good job, I would think at that point, then you'll uh, you know, probably get rewarded with a nice, cushy, cushy executive job for six figures. Yeah, I get paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year to do nothing. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really looking. I'm really working my butt yeah. off, coach, so I don't have to work. You could be like the assistant museum curator, city of Chicago. Be good. That would be a great job, coach. I thought I'd throw it out. Don't there. even tease me that. Don't even. I would love that. <laughs> that would be ideal for me. I know you look at me as a sports guy, but yeah. I, I, I would never work I, again. Seriously, I would wake up. At 5 a.m. every single day and go directly to work and not even feel like I was working. I think I can speak on museums everywhere in the city of Chicago. We would not be for that particular claim. So, and your, you, those museum people would yes. be absolutely wrong because I probably would actually do a better job than any of those guys. <laughs> oh, goodness, I love you, big dog. In studio tomorrow, folks, live and in studio, the big bald head of the Polish man, Joel Radwanski. In studio tomorrow, shocking development, 888-463-6748, our phone number here, the coach and the big dog, with you for about 27 more minutes, 27 minutes and 18 seconds, but who's counting? Uh, big dog, a lot of college basketball on the slate. I don't know if you looked at your TV guide for tonight, but uh, if you're not we're, into we're basketball. TV guide. I've been watching t- college basketball all night. I mean, there's games starting at 11 o'clock this morning through 2 o'clock in the No, 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 they started at 11 o'clock last night. It's 24 hours of basketball. Oh, this is the marathon time. Yes, I legitimately, I fell asleep on my couch just Uh watching basketball. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning, there was basketball on. I fell back asleep, there was basketball on. It was just basketball. And all the games have come down to the wire besides one. Uh So it's been a good day. I was not even aware. I forgot that tradition started um, last year, I think, right? Couple it was either last year or the year before. It's not old. It's either the mm-hmm. second or third year of it. They didn't uh, publicize it as much this year. It snuck up on us. You don't watch too much ESPN, Coach, do you? No. Okay, there you go. Okay. i got to start watching the Extra Sensory Perception Network. <laughs> <laughs>
What uh, now? You said you lost. Uh, you watched a lot of nail biter game. Which uh, give me a couple of exciting finishes because I obviously not aware. I, I really wish I could tell you the names of these guys, but I was in and out of sleep as I was watching them. But Robert Morris and Kent played a phenomenal game where it came down to the last second shots, and uh-huh. uh, and Kent just barely beat Robert Morris uh, last night. Memphis had a lot of trouble with Miami. Uh, Miami out rebounded Memphis, who's supposed to be one of the better teams in the country by twenty. And uh, Memphis won on the last shot of the game. And uh, right now, Southern Illinois is taking on Northeastern mm-hmm. as we speak. And I'm not sure what's going on in that game because uh, I'm uh, in the bathroom right now. Give me <laughs> calling for the Colonial, folks. Joe Redwanski. Yeah. Give me a quick one-word uh, synopsis. Let me throw some of the games at you. 11 o'clock a.m. Soon as our show is over, ESPN Live. Oral Roberts taking on Tulsa quickly. No, that, that's the Battle of Oklahoma. Yeah. Are you going Oral or are you going Tulsa? I always go Oral, Coach. LaSalle taking on Baylor. That game is at 1 o'clock. The Fighting Explorers of LaSalle, Ponce de Leon, Cortez, Lewis, and Clark and company. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Baylor wins that game by 35 points, Coach. Mm-hmm. Who's the great star back for Baylor this year that almost got into trouble? What's with the f- weird first name? What's his name? Oh, oh yeah. DeMarcus like- or DeMarcus or? Yeah, it's like a regular name, but they yeah. got a different. It's yeah, it's gotten a little bit of trouble in the off season. He was a star in the NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, had they a got shot. A six foot, the six foot eight shot blocker. Yep, had a shot at going to the. Well, I don't know. I remember him more like six five, six six. We got to get his name, but uh, could have gone to the NBA, but decided to stay for another year of college basketball. I enjoy that. Baylor's going to be very, very good again. How about six thirty p.m. St. Joseph's? Taking on Pennsylvania State. Yes, they play a little basketball, Penn State as well. Well, they got three teams from Pennsylvania in this already. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. This is, uh, you know, this, it's a big game for Penn State because they had their best team since the, the Crispin era, you know, like in 2000. Yep. The only problem is they play in the Big Ten, which means they might only win like two or three conference games mm-hmm. this year. So they have to win as many non conference games as they possibly can if they want to finish 500. It's a huge game. Taylor Taylor Battle, the All-American candidate back for mm-hmm. Penn State. I think it's his ninth year plan. It feels like it. Yeah, him and Kalen Lucas yeah. are on the, the extended version. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They've been around forever. 7 o'clock p.m., the Fighting Snowmen of North Dakota take on the uh, swing offense of Bo Ryan's Wisconsin Badgers. I'm feeling the snowmen might pull off the upset. Your thought? Coach, if you're going to get a Wisconsin team, you want to get them early. They yes. tend to lose a, a game preseason that they never should lose every single year. So yeah. uh, I, I don't think you're that far out on a limb, but I'm still going to go with Bo Ryan and the Badgers with that game. Mm-hmm. Duye Dukan, by the way, keep an eye on him. Super freshman for the Wisconsin Badgers. John Luer is back again. How about the, well, locally, let me give you a game. Northern Illinois, the Huskies traveling down to Peoria, Illinois, and taking on your Bradley Brave. Not a bad ball game. That's a really good game, and those two should always play, especially when you can consider they're only about an hour and a half apart. So, mm-hmm. excellent ball game over there. Hopefully, uh, Ricardo Patton can keep the Huskies yeah. going in the right direction. Well, Ricardo Patton's son is the starting point guard. I think it's Michael Patton. And they have a kid named Xavier Silas, the son of uh, NBA player James Silas, who averages about 20 points a game for Northern Illinois. Bradley led by uh, uh, Sam Maniscalco back for his. Uh, Final year of college eligibility, fine guard out of St. Patrick's High School. Big Dog, I'm noticing a lot of the games here on ESPN3.com. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever checked that out? That apparently is the, is the hot website for college basketball now. Well, heck yeah, heck yeah. I mean, l- you, legitimately, they've got like five or six games, and you can pick which one you want. So, do you have to like register? Well, my team on television will buy a freaking computer. I, I don't have one, but they're on there. You got like five to ten options a night. But can you just punch in the game, or do you got to register, sign up, pay a fee? That's kind of what no, I want to know. You do have to, you do have to sign up, but as long as you have an ESPN login, it, that's not very difficult. And ES- All you have to do is give me your email address. What about okay, and then, what is an ESPN login? Are, are you being serious? No. Okay, is, you're not being serious. I have to have a separate login number for ESPN. Yeah, you you sign up and you say my name is John Cohn and my email address is John Cohn at okay, so you why do I have know. to ask so many questions dot com? Well, I'm, I don't think I'm the only one who's not registered at ESPN's but, website. But, but to not know what an ESPN, you just got to get a login. Okay. You got to get a, a you got to register to ESPN and you don't have to pay them a dime. And then okay. boom, you got ESPN three. Do they and ask for any personal information? Uh, they do ask you who your favorite team is. What your favorite sport is. There's no and, full body uh, scans or no pat downs or anything. And they also ask you what your percentage rate on your mortgage is. <laughs> Other than that, that's it. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right, I got to check that out because there apparently are a lot of games. ESPN three dot. It's phenomenal, coach. So okay. like uh, it's it's you know we're uh mm-hmm. you know we we like, we like to watch our teams. You know, and yeah. there's you're basically gonna you can see if you have a. A team of any type of significance, you're yeah. going to get to watch many ESPN. Right. This, in this day and age, that's uh, that's the way we're going. Computer and TV are, uh, you can just see them slowly starting to blend into one. It's not there yet, but it's a matter of time. It's like the uh, it's like the, the sperm meeting the egg. It's like the protozoa meeting the antozoa. The two and of them the are coming. The first time in my life, I'm actually going to be ahead of the curve on people. For the first and only time in my life, I will be ahead of the curve, coach. I'm really trying to take advantage of this. Is what is what you're saying? Even though I'm, I basically can't even feed myself now. But uh, <laughs> my my buddy Robert and I, we're getting it done, Coach. We're 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 getting ready and we're preparing for all this. So it's, it's good can stuff. you can you give the listeners out there specifics, or would that be giving away some of your tricks of the trade? Uh, no, definitely going to give away tricks of the trade. We're okay. uh, working on business propositions to get out there to, to major corporations oh, soon, and uh, yeah, and it, hopefully right. within six months from now, we'll no longer not know if I'm going to eat that day or not. And okay. I know you're laughing, but I don't find that funny when no. you don't know if you're going to eat. I agree. So. Uh, if you're looking for product breakthrough here, or, you know, you want to display it for the first time, we are your product breakthrough source here on Two Guys and a Mic. So make sure you debut at thetalkzone.com if you would. Oh, you know I will, Coach. You, you know we absolutely will. Thank By you, the way, there's a new highlight reel of us up on ChitownMix.com. Wow. Highlight? I didn't know we had any highlights, highlight the two reel. of us. I know that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Oh, so he edited the two-hour show that we did and put up some of the, the great moments. 37 seconds, and it's supposed to make some pictures of, it pictures of David Olson, basically, is what our whole highlight was. 28 seconds of David Olson, seven seconds of the big dog, and I think I was able to cop five seconds. I'm damn proud of it. Yeah. All right. That's up on the ChiTownMix.com? Yes, Coach. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is our photographer, cameraman, coming in studio tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to be in studio tomorrow, Coach. Okay. I miss you. So. Right. I like the Rain Man, too. I thought the show was good with uh, Robert the Rain Man Soriani or whatever that was, his last name was. Uh, all right, final few minutes of the show. Big Doug, other things in the world of sports. It is Residue 
Tuesday, if you want to pick up uh, any of the NFL games, college games over the weekend, I know you were a little bit sensitive, a lot bit sensitive when I brought up your fighting Illini yesterday. Feel free to move on, but now that you've had 24 hours to digest. Sensitive? How was I sensitive? I'm totally excited about this year. They're going to have a great team. No. Oh, you mean football? Yeah, football. Oh. How How about ESPN game day? Coming to the city of Chicago, they're going to be at the McDonald's right across from Wrigley Field. They're painting the Chicago Cubs sign purple. I think it's already painted purple. But yeah. uh, the city of Chicago, for it doesn't happen often, Big Dog, but will become the mecca of college football this weekend. I think that's pretty cool. They'll be coming to us today. That is awesome. I had no idea they were coming here this yeah. week. That is, heck yeah, Coach. And, and this game is huge for Illinois if they want to play in a bowl. So, mm. uh yeah, this is a big game for the fight in Illini, and uh, I'm really excited that the college game day is going to be here. That's pretty yeah, cool. Well, I'll, be, I'll be rooting against you this weekend. You know Illinois, my second favorite football team, near and dear to my heart, the boys from Evanston. I'll be rooting for the Northwestern the Wildcats. Northwestern's already bowl eligible, though, Coach. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm rooting for the Northwestern Wildcats, my underdog ball club. Uh, their starting quarterback, Dan Persia, out for the season with a torn Achilles tendon. Hopefully not out for his career. He was having a phenomenal year, but... Uh, one man's loss, another man's opportunity, big dog. Evan Watkins, six feet, six and a half inches tall out of Glenbard North High School. Yeah, yeah, he was the Glenbard North kid that went and won the state championship mm-hmm. in 8A two years ago. Yep. And he, a uh, different quarterback than Danny Persa. He is more of a thrower. So the Northwestern offense, all Illinois scouting reports, all the film and the tape, you can throw it out the window. It's going to be a new look, Northwestern team. Yeah, how often does that happen? Normally you get. You know, when there's an injury to a player, you at least get to watch them a little bit when they're the man. You know, it's a little bit different than running plays at the end of the game when they're handed off and yep. you're up 35. So the guy gets hurt on the last play, and it was the last play. Dan Person was on College Football Live yesterday, and what an awesome interview he was. Really felt bad for yeah. the kid yeah, after very, hearing the interview. Very cool guy. Were you able to see the replay of the uh, freak injury? I only call it freak because... The guy's taken hit after hit after hit, vicious hits this year, running the football. This one was a fairly innocent pass off his back foot, and he just must have done it the wrong way, and boom, torn Achilles tendon. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him, Coach. I really don't understand what happened, to be honest with you. When you when you watch it, yep. it's, it's, it's real strange. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, he just goes down and he's throwing the ball. So. Oh, and speaking of injuries, and, and uh, play, I did YouTube. I listen to you, Big Dust. Sometimes you say I disregard you. I listened to you when I got back to the office. I YouTube Jeremy Crotcherty. Once I figured out it's not Crotcherty, it's Cotcherty. Uh, I was able to get the video, but I did see the replay of that. How cool is that? Yeah, isn't it? I mean, that was, uh, yeah. that, to me, that's one of the plays of the year. A yeah, guy yeah. rips his groin. It was like, all right, I, I got two, I got two steps left in me. And he takes two steps, dives, and makes a catch that basically saved the game for the Jets. Yep. So. Phenomenal catch too. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal Absolutely. catch, but that, that that was a cool moment. I'm now a Jeremy Cotcherty fan. Jericho. Jericho. Cotcherty. Oh, Jericho. Yes. Yeah, Jericho, as yeah. in like something biblical. Yeah, that's where I went wrong. I think I typed in at first Jeremy. Crotchety, yeah, and I got a whole different video, and it had nothing to do with football, believe me. <laughs> hey, ho, red 75, red 75, split left, split left. Any other NFL games uh, that now that you've had 24 hours to think about a big deal, or college football, passionate football fan that you are, any of them that now that they've settled had a little more impact on the big dog over the weekend? 
Uh, none that I can think of, Coach. Uh, when I was getting in here, I was thinking about a bunch of them, but now I, I can't really think about anything in the past weekend because uh-huh. this still is a residue Tuesday. Wisconsin scoring 83 points. Uh, it looks on the surface like they might have been rubbing it in, but when you actually watched the game, uh, feel mm-hmm. free to disagree, they really weren't rubbing it in. And uh, you know what? Uh, it's funny. is The only people that were complaining about it were Indiana Hoosier fans, uh, Coach, uh, what's the name of the coach for Indiana? Bill. Yeah. Or... He took over for uh, the Terry Hopner who passed away. Bill Lynch. Bill Lynch. Yeah, he uh, he basically was like, yep. we needed to play better. They weren't running up. When you have your fifth string yep. quarterback in, and he runs a bootleg and can run all that way for a touchdown, yep. what's the kid supposed to do? Fall down before he gets in the end zone? That's that's Here's even more string. embarrassing. Yes, it, the, they intercept the pass, return for a touchdown. I, I, I hate to tell you. I, if I'm a, the first string running back and we're up 76 to nothing or 76-20, I might take a knee mm-hmm. at the one. I really would. And, and kind of be like, hey, we ain't going to rub it in on you. Wink, wink. This is even worse. In a way that people will remember that more. But if I'm a DB, I'm scoring my touchdown. Forget that. You're, you're a backup defensive back. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a third string corner. You intercept the pass. You're a freshman. You're going to score a touchdown. And I have nothing against that, Coach. So. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Again, as long as you're not, uh, you know, got your starters in, you're throwing the ball down the field. Same thing in basketball. You know, you play your guys off the bench. You don't fast break as much, but you can't tell them not to play. I think if they stop playing, it embarrasses the team that's way behind even more. So, yeah, uh, I agree. You know, on the surface, totally 83 agree. points. Wow. How about Texas Christian? We talked about Oregon, number one team in the country, barely. Getting by California, uh, and we got about 15 seconds for you to analyze it, Big Doe. But Texas Christian, the Horned Frog, also barely escaped the dreaded Aztec of San Diego State. Coach, they were down 14 nothing, and then they scored 40 unanswered points to go up 14, 40 to 14. And they were like, "Hey, we we can coast." <laughs> Next thing you know, they won 40 to 35. Wow. And, right. and if you remember when you asked me on Friday, I was like, "There's no way San Diego State can win the game." Yep. The one that I said was most certain was Idaho wasn't going to touch Boise State. But the other three, you know, I was like, well, there's no way that – well, I was wrong. San Diego State could have won that game if they could have if they could have gotten through the tide with Texas Christian gave them for like two and a half quarters. Tick, they tick, would have tick, won the game. The 15 seconds is up. Big Dog, we will see you in studio tomorrow live and in person. A thrill, I am sure, for all our female fans. For all of them. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. We'll do it again tomorrow. Sports and more. That's what we do on the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show. Have a great day, everybody.